You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, at that time of the evening, uh, where you join us on After Dinner Mints and on this segment, it is uh, the family room uh, with none other than our very own Molana Salim Karim, who resonates uh, so positively on the platforms of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah. Well, Jama'a, topic uh, this evening dealing with obnoxious uh, people. And I uh, remember your uh, questions are most welcome also. Whilst it comes through, I will uh, we'll field it uh, to Molana. And, you know, as Molana does a comprehensive uh, uh, research, so, you know, the research comes, uh, we'll get priority first, and then, then uh, now and then I will get in your questions. Molana Salim Karim, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. How are you doing this fine, beautiful evening, uh, Molana? Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu shafaat by ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners. Yes, extremely hot, very, very difficult. But nevertheless, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. Allah ta'ala grant us tawfiq to make shukar. La in shakartum la adidannakum wa la in kafartum inna adabi la shadeer. Allahumma lakal hamdu kullu wa lakal shukru kullu. Allahumma la nuhfi thanaan alayka anta kama athnayta ala nafsi. Shafat by a good topic. Why people behave so badly? Unpleasant behavior. What is it? What is the greatest gift that Allah has given to you and me? Every morning... There's a reminder to you and me. Allah, you have given me a beautiful body. Allah, you created me the best. Oh Allah, let my talk, my manners, my behavior, oh Allah, let that be also beautiful. It is said that Allah Ta'ala created us the best of his makhluk. Insan ku insan kyu kehte? Why do you call insan insan? Some are in the view that it comes from the root word uns, which means muhabbat. That insan will love insan. Insan will care for insan. Like as we say, birds of a feather flock together. So insan is supposed to live with insan in muhabbat, respect and honor. But when it comes to behavior and dealing with each other, we are the worst. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good akhlaq. As the beautiful hadith of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu alayhi salatu wassalamu. Akmalul mu'minina iman. The most complete and perfect believer is he ahsanuhum khuluk who has the best of akhlaq. Khiyarukum ahsanukum akhlaq. The best amongst you is he who's got good akhlaq and manners. One of the best qualities that Allah can give to a person is good akhlaq. Ahabbul ibad ilallah. Allah Ta'ala's most beloved servants are who? 
احسن و هم اخلاقه Respected brothers why is it that today the world that we live in is so much of hatred animosity so much of greed so much of hasad so much of disunity animosity is a beautiful saying three people will show their three their true colors on three different occasions if you really want to see somebody's true akhlaq and value three people show their true colors one burhape pe aulad in all age you see the true colors of your children whether they love you respect you honor you and serve you you see the true colors of your children number 2 musibat mein dost if you want to know who is a sincere friend when you are facing difficulties and hardships you in desperate need dire strait which friend comes to your assistance and rescue that's a true friend and number 3 safat bhai ghurbat mein biwi when you are down and out and penniless now see the reaction of your spouse and your partner how does she treat you how does she serve you may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq we see these two things and two words that would stop bad akhlaq one is ta'ammul safat bhai think before you say a word to somebody think before you cause any pain and suffering to somebody think about two things one is ta'ammul jo kaam kare soch samajh kar kare but if a work you do think before you take a step and number 2 tahammul wa ha ki don't be in a hurry jalbazi mat karo so now comes the question to pad bhai how do we get tasalli from each other how do we secure peace and sukoon na duniya se na daulat se na ghar abad karne se tasalli dil ko milti hai khuda ko yaad karne se important that will stop you from behaving immorally one is ta'ammul before you take any action think carefully okay, will it be of my benefit or will it be detrimental to me and number 2 tahammul say have a lot of patience and sabr allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq because by we living in a very difficult time but it said that we cannot respect each other we cannot love each other for the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Let us look at the akhlaq of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What was the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ahsanun nas wajhan wa ahsanuhum khulq. When Sahaba Ikiram used to feel hungry, Shabbat bai, all they needed was just a beautiful glance of Rasulullah and all the pain and aches would go away from their body. Such a beautiful face, akhlaq, husn, tabassum, beautiful words. Every sahabi felt special in the eyes of Rasulullah. Subhanallah. That was Rasulullah's akhlaq. The respected brothers, the topic that we are discussing, why are we unpleasant to people? جو درد ملا ہے اپنوں سے ملا ہے غیروں سے شکایت کیوں whenever you analyze our situation it's not outsiders who cause problems in our lives and stress جو درد ملا ہے اپنوں سے ملا ہے the whole family you analyze it it's from within it's the brother-sister relationship father-daughter relationship Mother-son relationship. It's always people who are close to your heart will cause you pain. Jo dard mila hai, apno se mila hai. Ghairo se shikayat mat ki ji. Don't blame other people. Jo zakham mila hai, phulo se mila hai. Udu is such a beautiful language of Adbai. Jo zakham mila hai. Whatever wound and marks that you get, those beautiful petals, people who you love the most, who are soft-hearted, why do you blame the thorns? Whenever you see this type of abuse, it's always close members of the family who do this hurt each other, just to cause unpleasantness in the, in the eyes of people. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq shafat bai. So I just thought, inshallah, just as an opening for our topic today, I know you have some questions, shafat bai. I'm not sure if you want to pose it. Inshallah, let's see how we can help. Yes, sir, Molana, as uh, you know, you have uh, built this uh, slot into something else. And Alhamdulillah, both your slots on after dinner mints on a Tuesday evening and also your Wednesday one is gaining so much of momentum and you'll be amazed at the amount of questions that are coming in for you and i'm sure you're used to that molana but allah make it easy for you so the first one i'm looking at it says uh, i'm constantly what's up by my pupils uh, molana and the parents what's up me after hours uh, this is so annoying uh, irritated apa please give them nasiha uh, it's a quite an important question especially when you're an educator and you know uh, i think our parents should realize that the educator is a human being and they need the you know family time too molana your thoughts alhamdulillah you know as i said laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana if we have a role model to follow it is none other than Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We hear this famous incident on the night of Shabe Barat. 
the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was lying down next to Hazrat Aisha radhiyallahu taala. The room of Rasulullah was if you stretch your both hands, could touch both the walls. That was the size of Rasulullah's room. Alhamdulillah, our rooms are like 10 meters by 10 meters, 100 square meters, one bedroom. See, the bedroom of Rasulullah, the wives of Rasulullah lived next to each other. The size of Rasulullah's room, that's how small Rasulullah's room was. On that beautiful night of Laylatul Qurat, Rasulullah was resting. And Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is listening and lying down next to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Prophet got up soon. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is observing Rasulullah. The word that comes there is Ruayda. Slowly. So that Hazrat Aisha is asleep. Don't give her the cleave. That's what I'm saying. How conscious you must be about your wife or your husband. When your wife is reading Quran or your husband is asleep, don't read the Quran loudly. You wake up for tahajjud salah, softly, politely get up without making noise, putting the lights on, dropping the dishes, banging the doors. People are asleep. Give them the opportunity to relax. Yes, look at how beautifully Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is describing that how considerate Rasulullah was. We're getting to that point because Shabbat by everybody has a slot. After five, alhamdulillah, the teacher or the ustad, it's time, family time. They have to connect with their family. They have other work, work to do, alhamdulillah. And we just bombard them with WhatsApp messages and and, 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 and calls, not realizing it's meal time now, it's namaz time, mm. it's family time. So inconsiderate we are. So here is an example again, as I said, لَكَذْكَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا He put on his chumple quietly, he opened the door quietly, he shut the door quietly and left. What's the word? Ruayda. Can you imagine? How, how considerate Rasulullah was for the comfort of Hadrat Aisha, Rasulullah assumed that she's asleep. It must not cause any disturbance. So yes, I'm not saying don't SMS or don't call. But when you phone somebody also out of etiquette, ask them, can I take two minutes of your time? Or you make an appointment, can I call you at 10 o'clock? Because that's the time I'm free. I hope you are free. We are not considerate. We just think people's phones are open 24 hours. See, this is a call center. No, there's time for everything, Shafat Bhai. So, my nasihat is that if you want to WhatsApp your ustad or the teacher, alhamdulillah, obviously get a time, ask the teacher, you know, which is a convenient time. If I need to contact you regarding my son or my daughter, what is the best time that I could call you? See? So, when you have that akhlaq in you, that shows that you're taking people's feelings into consideration. See? Don't be like a, like, a, like a boss that you just demand people's attention, not realizing that the person at that moment is busy. What did Rasulullah tell you and me, Shafat Bhai? This is basic akhlaq. You go to somebody's door, you knock once. And you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Obviously, the people of the house will hear the knock. They will attend to you. No answer came the first time. 
knock at the door the second time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Again, no answer. Third time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So it is now logic and straightforward that the person at this moment, maybe he is busy, is not in a position to attend to you because you didn't make an appointment. He's now busy with his family, he's having supper, or he's busy in a meeting. What did Rasulullah say to you and me? Is then walk away. Don't now go and knock at the window. We finish with the door. That's what the door is what the special steel knocker. The way we knock that thing like is a World War II. Gee. Bombs are falling here. Absolutely. No contribution at all, Shafat Bhai. Then we don't do that, Shafat Bhai. Some of us are so rude. We hoot away. We stone, they start playing on the roof. Yeah, and hooting. And you hoot. You hoot it once, no answer. Go. Maybe the person is not at that moment in a position to just look at you or attend to you. See, this what is human etiquette. This is what Akhlaq is. You don't need a rocket scientist to explain this to us. Mm. But some of us know, we just feel that we are entitled. Somebody calls you, you must answer the phone. If you don't answer it, they become abrupt with you and rude. No. So as I said, you asked me those questions. I think the right thing to do is, inshallah, consult. And ask the teacher or ask the ustad. Uh, which, if I have to call you regarding my child, which is the most appropriate time, inshallah, and then I could WhatsApp you and I can take your call. I think that's the right way to follow you. Jazakallah khairah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a few here, Molana, but inshallah, I hope we get through it. Uh, this one says, Mashallah, I like the Minster show and Molana's family room. We have a whole group of Bangladeshi brothers uh, living in our neighborhood. They are boisterous, rude, and uncouth. They scream and shout morning and evening, and some openly consume alcohol. Sad to say, uh, Muslim landlords do not address the, these scoundrels, but allow them to live in our peaceful suburbs where these people are becoming a nuisance. Uh, Mulana, please advise. Subhanallah, Huduri Pak sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, look after your neighbor. The best amongst you is who is he who is good to his neighbor, whether that neighbor is a Muslim or a non-Muslim. Be good to your neighbors. And the emphasis regarding the rights of neighbors was so great that Rasulullah mentioned that I thought for a moment that most probably Allah Park will also make neighbors part of inheritance, that they would inherit from the inheritance of the neighbors. That's how important it is to have good neighbors. It's a ni'mat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, as I said, we are greedy. We don't take care that I, my house is situated in a quiet suburb. I have good Muslim neighbors. I have good non-Muslim neighbors. See, but now somebody is looking for a room. This is what happens, Shafat, right? Some of the brothers from Bangladesh, Pakistan, or India, you give them one room, you will bring 10 other people to sleep in there. It's sad. Not all of them are like this, but it is sad. So there's no concept of cleanliness. There's no concept of Paki, na Paki. You had said it's only one person, so there's going to be limited water that's going to be utilized. 
But no, there are three people sleeping in that room, five people sleeping in that room. Forget that. That's also not permissible and not jais. That's why in Sharia, there's what we call haqqe shifa. Shifa by if you sell your house and you are selling your house, what does Sharia tell you? You and I will give it to the state estate agent and whoever will bring you the highest price and better, you're going to sell your house. But see Islam, how considerate Islam is. Islam and Sharia says, haqqe shifa. Before you sell that house to any outsider who's not living in that area, in that street, you offer it to your neighbors. Your immediate neighbors. You have seen what has happened when we have now moved into the white area or uh, lots of other uh, races have come into different areas. They have their own culture, singing, dancing, drinking, noise making, partying. This part of the night, two o'clock, three o'clock, disturbing the entire peace and serenity of the area. And those who own those houses and give it out to get quick bucks and disturb the peace of fellow Muslim and non-Muslim neighbors in the eyes of Allah, you'll be accountable. So it is very important that when you, you know, you hire your property or your house, you give it out on rent. There must be a contract. There must be laws, terms and conditions. You just can't do anything in a, in, in a complex or in a duplex or in a house. You are bounded by, by law to have an agreement, see, a lease agreement. And all those things are listed in there, what you can do and what you cannot do. So it said that, okay, these are brothers from Bangladesh or wherever they are, they are Muslims in the end. See, their behavior is supposed to be Islamic. Their akhlaq, lack of deen most probably, they missing home, but these are not excuses. The, Alhamdulillah, the basics of Islam, be good to your Muslim brother, smile at your Muslim brother, do not cause pain and taklif to your Muslim brother. So to those landlords who have houses that they are renting to these types of people, be conscious Worry about what you answer. That money you're going to earn, you'll have no barakat. They say, karni, we say, barni. As you earn that money, it will go like that. So the point you are asking, and this is very important, Shafat, but leave our foreigners who are staying in, in, in our localities. They, they, they're entitled in terms of, of, of Sharia. Long as, alhamdulillah, you abide by the rules and you respect and, inshallah, behave in a way that is Islamic. Alhamdulillah, no problem. But to have this type of behavior is unacceptable. And whenever you sell your house, somebody asked a good question, who is a neighbor? Is it just my next door neighbor? Or my case, 70 houses to your left, 40 houses to your right, 40 houses behind you and 40 houses in front of you. Those are your neighbors. And Rasulullah emphasized, be good to your neighbors. So let's not do things that will cause taklif and inconvenience to a Muslim brother or a non-Muslim brother. And I'm going to give you one incident. Allah your hand, your hair is going to stand. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullahi, 24 hours was in Ibadah. What a great Imam, muttaqi, perhizgar, awliya, Allah. He had a drunkard who was a neighbor. And these drunkards, you know, they start their drinking spree from after Maghrib. 
all night they are drinking, singing and dancing and playing the tabla. Imam Sahib is in tahajjud crying to Allah. See, Imam Hanifa rahmatullahi written in his seerah that his ta'alluq with Allah for 40 years of his life, what wuzu he made for Isha Salah, he read the same namaz of Fajr with that same wuzu, which meant that he was awake the whole night in Allah Ta'ala's ibadah. That was the taqwa of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi. He had a neighbor with a junka. Every night he was a nuisance. Finally, the people got fed up. And they went to the police and the hakim of the time and said, this junkard here is absolutely a nuisance to Imam Abu Hanifa. He's disturbing the peace and ibadat of Imam Abu Hanifa. Rahmatullahi. So the Amir of that time instructed the prison warden to go and arrest that junkard and lock him up. So they went and locked him up. In the night, Imam Abu Hanifa is waiting that Mera dost kidare, where's my friend? The one that makes all that din at night, who gets drunk and he creates, today I'm not hearing no commotion. Kya ho gaya? He asked the people, where is my neighbor, the one that drinks and causes all this chaos here? They said, no, we went and complained to the Hakim of time that he's being a nuisance to you, so he's arrested and he's in the prison. Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi said, take me to the uh, prison warden. He goes there and he says to the prison warden, please do me a favor, can you release this man? See the akhlaq of Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi. So the warden is telling him, the police, that how can we release somebody who's causing you so much of inconvenience? He's supposed to be punished. He must be locked up in prison. Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi said, I'll pay his bail and please, Release my brother. Allahu Akbar. They had no other alternate. They released him. So now this person is sober and he's walking back with Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi and he's going back home. He fell on his feet and said to Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi, I am so sorry for being such a nuisance and such a neighbor that caused you so much of taklif. See, if this is what Islam teaches, after I've caused you so much of pain and suffering. Gee, and you have forgiven me, you have released me, and you have made me one to realize my mistakes. You have brought me closer to Allah. I'm making such a tawbah now. I'm making sincere tawbah. After this, I will never drink. And he became a great murid of Imam Abu Hanifa. Rahmatullahi. So, this is what I'm saying. Gee, your neighbor, look at the maqam. So, dear Shafat Bai, we have a lot of these cases. We have a lot of foreigners living into our own area. We've got no problem, Muslim or non-Muslim, as long as they behave with akhlaq and respect the synergy and the quietness and the peace of that area. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Who are filling their homes up, greedy and just filling, and they, people are taking advantage and being a nuisance, you are going to be held responsible in the eyes of Allah. You are going to guard and you are going to be a servant. He Molana, we have run out of time, but inshallah, I'm going to carry it. There's about eight or nine more questions that came through. Uh, we'll carry it for, for tomorrow's uh, pertinence uh, punctuated. Perhaps your parting words uh, this evening, Molana. There's a beautiful dua. Oh Allah, grant all of us hayat and tayyibah. Oh Allah, give us a pure life. Allah, give us a life where there's peace forgiveness and gratitude. You know, sometimes we fight with our wives. We fight with our husbands. 
And there's a beautiful thing. He put me through hell. And I called it love. Sometimes we take our heads out for our wives. But we put them to their paces sometimes. Sometimes we are rude to them. Some of us are very, very violent. I just dealt with one case a day or two ago where the wife bit out the whole hair, whole ear of the husband. So, Khadbah, can you believe this? Mm. In anger and in, in a frenzy mood, she fought with the husband. She put the ear out. See, respectful for a wife to address her husband in a rude way. It is haram for a man to hit a woman and like a woman to hit a man. It is haram. Physical violence is forbidden and haram. But well said. He put me through hell and I called it love. I still said in the end, forgive me, Mark Kijia. I won't do it again. Two golden words of Adbar. Jiha or Mark Kijia. You'll win every argument and you'll win the love and confidence of the person that's causing you. Really a pleasure having you and a beautiful Nasiha coming through. And inshallah, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning on pertinence punctuated and we'll address all the other issues there also, Molana. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Keep well. You too, Molana.